0: I want to you today, by, by the way, let me, let me clarify a few, a few things from this morning. <laughs> my son does get a hold of me, actually it was an exaggeration, I suppose once a year, but he does get a hold of me as much as I want him to. And so uh, I'm not dissatisfied with him, I'm happy with him. I'm happy with my boy, I'm happy with he's responsible, and he, he married the right woman. No doubt about it. She has helped him a lot. She loves Jesus, and I don't care what color her hair is, she loves Jesus. Whether she likes the water or don't like the water, it's all minor stuff. And so I just wanted you to know that I'm happy with it. Been happy with it for a long time. And I'm sure they are also. They seem to love each other. Actually, they seem to like each other. I asked my wife on the way home, do you like me? She says sometimes she gave me a, she gave me a lecture on the way home that's a part of her you don't know you don't know amen I, I hope I hope it got in I hope you I hope you get fat on the word of God before the famine Evildoers on the rampage. Amen. Evildoers seem to have been given permission. Permission. They feel like this is their moment. This is their moment. If they don't do it now, they're never going to get to do it. And so they seem like they have a sense of liberty about them, that they can destroy the Constitution of the United States, that they can. Uh, biasedly stop free speech. Man, free speech is at the very foundation of America. I mean, you stop free speech. You stop free speech, and then dictatorship follows. And so I agree with Elon Musk that free speech is the, is the foundation of any real democracy. You have to be able to be disagreed with. Just because somebody has a wild and crazy view, that's they should be able to say it in a free democratic society, and so free speech is why we're here tonight, and I'm able to preach without intimidation uh, of being accused of, uh, I can preach the whole Bible, up to this point in my life I've been able to preach the whole Bible, I've been able to say exactly what it says, and tonight I'm going to do that, this is what the Bible says, I preach without fear partially because of so many other people's sacrifice to allow this thing called free speech to be able to be done in America here. Now, that's a sharp two-edged sword. I get it. But uh, the Lord will work it out as, as we just be able to speak His Word. I want to talk to you about Psalm ninety-four sixteen. If you want to take your book or want to look at that, or I'll just read it for you. Psalm 94, 16. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? God needs you tonight. I'm talking about born-again believers now. If you're not saved, don't know Christ your Savior, this is not you. You need to get saved right with God. That's primary, necessary, before this. Once you're born from above and have some understanding of the Word of God, God has saved you to be in His army. We're considered soldiers of the cross. It's not just me making that up. That's Bible. And so as soldiers, you have a duty. You have a duty to your commander-in-chief. Who is our commander-in-chief? Jesus Christ. He's the one that said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Why? Because he paid for that gospel. He sacrificed for that gospel. And that gospel has been paid, bought and paid for by the Lord Jesus himself, who said, now that I've paid for this salvation, that you can be saved by grace through faith, go tell everybody you see, every creature. I was talking the other day to a squirrel. A dove came by my house the other day, was sick. You know, when they get sick, they'll puff up, real puff, Is a vet, puff up, they really puff up, they must have a fever or something, I don't know, but this little dove was sick at my house, and, uh, and the rest of the doves were coming and going, this little dove didn't want to fly, and the little dove uh, ate, a few, ate his last meal, ate it for some corn, and then came over to my house. Felt safe to come over to my house. Walked over to the house there and kind of got down in the evening when it began to get dark. And I went over there and said, it won't be long. It won't be long, little dove. You're going to have liberty. You're going to get liberty. Did you know the creatures were brought under bondage because of our sin? And you remember Romans 8, right? The glorious liberty of the children or sons of God. They're groaning at this moment in pain. The creation groaning together in pain. Waiting for the redemption of you and me. The final call. That little dove looked at me. With that little black eyes of theirs. They looked at me. She blinked her eyes and I thought, yeah, you you know. You have to go back to the one who made you. But pretty soon, everybody gets liberty under Christ. We have a purpose. We have a mission. There's no insignificant believer. Every believer will meet somebody that nobody else will meet, and you have an influence over somebody that nobody else will have an influence like you have. You're you're unique. You're special. You're you're fit for the job. When God said, go in the world and preach the gospel, he knew what he was talking about. I'm going to take up with that little phrase there, who will rise up for me? And I ask you tonight, who will rise up for Jesus, for the Word of God? Who will rise up against abortion? Who has slain over 60 million little babies in America? I can't even imagine the number. It, I can't get a mind around it. The only thing I'm surprised about that number is that we're still here. 60 million people over a period of all this, 1973 to today, how many children would they have had? These We're talking about the people who were aborted. They would have already been grown up and had children. You're probably talking about 120 million people have been wiped off the face of the earth. Just in America, not in Canada, not in South America, not in Europe. This world is getting ripe for judgment. God says, Who? We'll rise up for me against the evildoers. Those are the abortion folks. We've tried here at the Gospel to do our best at rising up against the abortion by billboards. Right now I have one, 30000 bucks a year up there, 2.3 million views. And we, we rise up against it personally one-to-one. We rise up against it as a church. We did picketing along the road for years, picketing along the road. Who will rise up for me against crime? Crime, whoever thought a defunded police was a moron. Amen? I mean, come on, defund the police. What what do you want, chaos? Yes, they want chaos. What are they getting? Chaos. Cities are going crazy. There's so much talk of racism, so much talk of whites over blacks and blacks over whites. New York, a young white guy shot... Ten kill ten people recently. Just that was in Buffalo. Hatred—they're building on purpose. They're building this hatred when it's really non-existent. Your 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 big your black leaders say quit talking about it and it'll go away, but they won't. They keep talking about it. who will rise up for me against crime, who will rise up for me against juvenile delinquency, which is bankrupting. America's large cities. San Carlos Park, where I used to live, is one of the leading areas for car theft. Why? Due to juveniles. Who will rise up for me against the evil of divorce? Six out of ten marriages failing. You want to know why young people are afraid to get married? Because they've seen so many failures. They've seen failures among grandpa and grandpa. Grandma and grandpa. They've seen failures among mom and dad. They've seen failures on aunts and uncles. And pretty soon they're like, man, I mean, the chances are better that I'm going to get divorced than than I'm not going to get divorced. Six out of ten, 60%. Who will rise up for me and stay married the entire life? Good Ugly, bad, whatever, you're just gonna stay married, brother. I tell I tell my wife, I'd never divorce you, I'm just gonna torture you to death. I don't mean that. and I don't don't go home and take that. But you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna stay married to that old girl. I mean that girl. Who will rise up for me? Who will rise up for me against the horror that's going on in the average home of America? Homes are literally exploding like bloated three-day dead carcasses full of vile, putrid hate and anger. Teenagers typically hating their parents' authority and ruling. Rules and cuss words among them is terrible. I saw a medical doctor get on YouTube and say she hated her mom and dad. Who will rise up for me against covetousness? It seems like the dollar is king. Making money is the goal of almost everybody's life, being rich. When the Bible says don't seek to be rich, you get rich, then it's, 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 it's a side benefit. It's not your goal. My goal is to please God. If your goal is to please God and he makes you rich, okay, use it for his glory. But don't seek as your God, as your goal in life to be rich. That puts something before God. Who will rise up for me against covetousness? By the way, one of the most mentioned sins of the Bible. Parents in record numbers are selling their souls, their home life, their children, to have large, spacious homes decorated to the T with two or three cars, computers, appliances, video games, and almost nothing being withheld from them. And if their families are falling apart, some of the most miserable families I've ever seen are rich people's families, oftentimes torn up with covetousness. Who will rise up for me against the homosexual movement? Culturally and socially, our boys are becoming more and more like girls, and our girls are becoming more and more like boys. Boys are wearing earrings while women are getting tattoos. Boys are growing long hair while girls are getting their hair cut short. Boys are acting effeminate while girls are walking, talking, and cussing like men. Boys are being told they are not necessarily the leaders while girls are being told they are the leader. Boys are taking, are walking like girls, and girls are sitting and walking like boys. Who will rise up for me against the transgender movement and the homosexuality movement? Will you? Who will rise up against ecclesiastical wickedness? My 1,900 years, scriptures taught that men are the only ones that can be deacons and pastors in the local church, yet we have people today reinventing the Bible and saying, it's okay if women are preachers now, and it's okay if women are deacons. Let me tell you, the Bible doesn't change. God doesn't change. It wasn't right for Paul and the apostles. It's not right for us. Who will stand up for that? Who will stand up for truth? They're bringing in rock and roll music which was uniformly condemned as the devil's music in the 50s and 60s and now has become the normal church music. I'm not talking about words now. Who will rise up for me, God says, against the workers of evil? Who will rise up for modesty? Why, skin, skin, skin. One of the reasons I don't want to do any more weddings is I get tired of the controversy. I get tired of fighting for modesty. I get weary and trying to tell the bride, look, you, I don't, this ain't the time to be dressing in shrink wrap. Well, I want, I want my husband to like me. You got plenty of time for that. But at the wedding, you're representative of Christ in the church. You want to be dressed, and you want to have clothes on, and you want your body covered. I never have trouble with the grooms, by the way, Gillespie. They're always dressed. I see the men, they're like me tonight. They got clothes down to the wrist here. They got clothes right up to here. Grooms, you know, the best man and all these men that stand over on this side, and they're all clothed, and they're all nice. They got, they're got they not overly tight pants or overly tight dresses, and they... they they got shoes on you don't see their what has happened to us over on this side where the women gather nakedness straight up and down nakedness women showing their bosoms and 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 and, and too low too tight too high i'm like what are you trying to prove backless sideless why you get backless Dresses at the typical wedding all the way down to there, all the way down to the tramp stamp. Oh, yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. This time Christians act like Christians, quit trying to model the world. Let's not act like they act. Let's not sing the songs they sing. Let's not go to the places they go. Let's not drink what they drink. Let's not talk like they talk, and let's not wear what they wear. You say, brother, I ain't gonna ask you to marry me. Way well, man, who will rise up for me against the work of against the evil doers? The Bible says, who will? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? What happened to Israel? Well, let me take you to the Bible on this. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 22. You thought this was just going to be all exhortation. No, no, this is Bible study. Now we're in Bible study. Ezekiel 22, 26, all the way through 31. Let me read that to you. This is the children of Israel. This is the complaint God had against them. He said, her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. They have, neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean. They have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths and I am profaned among them. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves ravening the prey, that's that covetousness, to shed blood and destroy souls and to get dishonest gain, that's covetousness. And her prophets have daubed, uh, the whole thing with untempered mortar. Basically, they've covered up the sin as much as possible. I have in my I have in my notes here prosperity gospel. That's what that is. And they just speak positive. They don't want to say anything about sin or anything negative in their services because people won't come to hear it. And it says, and they divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord, when the Lord hath not spoken, the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and the needy. Yea, they have oppressed the strange stranger wrongfully. I have sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in a gap before me for the land. Why? That I should not destroy it. But I found none. Therefore I have poured out mine indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. In Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49, it lists what the sins of Sodom were. People are real quick to say, oh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, that must have been an awful place. God destroyed it by fire. He did it, by the way, according to Peter, as an example for everybody that would want to live ungodly afterwards. He he destroyed that city and those people to show his feelings about what they were doing. But what was you may say, well, the sin of Sodom was homosexuality. Obviously it was. But well, that's not what Ezekiel says in 1649. He says, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride. You do not want to have these. Are you with me tonight? You do not want to be considered proud. God forbid that people would consider you proud. Self promoting. Pride was number one mention. Fullness of bread. They had everything they wanted to eat. Does this sound familiar? Abundance of idleness. They got a lot of free time. Now whoa. This is almost like news right off the headlines of the paper today. And it mentions, interestingly, at the end, it says, um, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. They really don't care about the poor and needy. The, The Democratic Party wants to use the poor people, not help them. And I'm not saying that politically. I am saying that by observation. The Democrats have, have pretty well owned the inner cities for 50 years. How are they doing? The inner cities are destroying themselves. The black population at one time was 19%. Now it's 12%. The black population is going down. They're killing each other. Where's most of the abortions happen? Among the poorest of our nation. That crime of abortion is being propagated upon the poor people. How many geniuses have been aborted? How many people that could have helped us economically have been aborted? I heard a businessman say one of the biggest threats to America is depopulation. It doesn't do you any good to have a business if there's nothing, nobody to buy what you got. You got to have people. Yeah, that's what it said. Isaiah, Take your Bibles. This is a profound chapter, by the way. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 4 through 12. This is the Bible study part. This is the judgment that God said in Isaiah 3 upon his people, about the children of Israel, as was well Ezekiel. He says in verse 4 I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. The President of the United States right now can't even put a sentence together. I've seen children can speak better than him. And I think, God, you did that to us. You did that to us. You gave us this guy. He's fulfilling it. I'll give you children to be your princes, and babes shall rule over them. College students are influencing politics by demonstrating and by intimidation. If you want to speak the truth, go to, go to college and start talking this kind of stuff right here see what happens. They'll threaten your life. They'll intimidate you. They'll burn you out. He says, the people and the people shall be oppressed, every one by another. I just said it. Everybody oppresses everybody. Everybody against everybody. Total division. And everyone by his neighbor. That means a neighbor against neighbor. The child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient and the base against the honorable. We're, we're seeing it. It's like headlines right off of it. And the show of their countenance that's witness against them. that They declare their sin as Sodom. Their, they hide it not. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. Say ye to the righteous, and I like verse 10, say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with him for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hand shall be, he be, be given be given him. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. That is the Bible. That's not Bill a uh, uh, chauvinist pig Bill. A curse? upon Israel from God was that women would be in positions of rulership. Oh, that would go well today. That's how far we've come, away from the Bible. Who will rise up for me against the workers of iniquity? This preacher is. I'm not going to condone feminism in any shape or form because it's not Bible, and instead of helping women, it hurts them. As for my people, children of their oppressors, women shall rule over them, O oh, my people, that which lead thee cause thee to err, their leadership causes them to err, destroy the way of thy paths. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will, who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Who will make up the hedge? Who will stand in the gap before me in the land? That I should not destroy it but I found none. Let me review a little bit. Who shall rise up for me against immodesty? Who shall rise up for me against immorality? Who shall rise up for me against sensuality? Who shall rise up for me against unisex movement, homosexuals? Who shall rise up for me against compromising and changing the Bible? Who shall rise up for me against women's clothing on men and men's clothing on women? Who shall rise up for me against sensual dress of girls? Who shall rise up for me against rock and roll music sucking the spiritual life out of our nation? Who shall rise up for me against anti-God wolves and sheep's clothing coming into youth groups and preying on the young girls? Who shall rise up for me against divorce? Who shall rise up for me against abortion? Who shall rise up for me in public schools destroying our young people with the lies of progressivism? Well, there's one guy right there, and there's another right there. You've been raised up by God to hold the banner, brother. If it costs you your job, so be it. Tell them the truth. Who shall rise up for me against the flood of iniquity and sensuality and no standards? that is threatening to reduce us as a nation, honestly, to rubble. I am, I'm willing, I've been standing up against these things in prayer, in practice, in words, in voting, in letter writing, in volunteering, in door-to-door, in evening visitation, in exhortation, in my finances, in my energy, in God's power. I am. Will you? Will you? Will you seriously consider? You may have already been doing this. Seriously consider continually doing it until until the end that God takes you home. And if you haven't been, don't you let the left, whether in Christianity or politically, don't you let the left move you. Don't you let them move you. Stick with the things of God and the things of Bible. Why? God needs you. Tonight, our passage said God needs you. Why would he ask who will rise up for me against the evildoers if he didn't need you? He needs you. You say, me? What do I make? What difference do I make? You make a difference. Have you ever seen fire ants? An amazing thing about fire ants Often when I pray, I say, God, I prayed this just the other night. I say, God, I'm just like one of them little fire ants. Think about it, 7 billion people. I'm just like a little fire ant. I'm smaller than that. And God says to that little fire ant, pick up up a grain of sand and you put it where I tell you to put it. And that fire ant takes that little grain of sand. When you wipe that mound out, they all come out. What do they come out for? To rebuild the mound. And all of them got their duty. They go pick that little grain of sand up and they put it back where they're supposed to, just one fire ant. I'm just one little fire ant. I take the grain of sand that God has given me, the influence that God has given me. It may not be much and it may not go out very wide, but I take whatever God has given me and I don't diminish it and I don't despise it. I just know that's God's will for me. And I take that little piece of sand and I put it where God wants me to put it. And if all my brothers and sisters in the fire ant mound, and do the same thing. The next morning, the fire ant mounds completely rebuilt, miraculously. I did this for chapel for our kids one time. Went out, went to fire ant mounds, and I took my foot, wiped it out. Of course, you know, 30, 40,000 fire ants come out. I mean, maybe more. And I told the boys, better back up. And so those fire ants came out and that thing. I said, now what are they going to do? They're going to do their job. Every one of them is going to do their job. That's all you got to do is do what God has put before you to do. Whatever God has put before you to do, you know what to do. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't worry about what everybody around you is doing, whether you get as much glory as they do or much tension as they do, or much recognition as they get or anything. Don't you worry about all that. Just do what God's asked you to do. And the next morning, I took all that same class of kids out there, and that fire at mine was completely rebuilt. Now we're talking thousands of pieces of sand, thousands and thousands of pieces of sand were put back. and Actually, it looked a little bit better than it was before. And I said, look at that. I said, that's your life. That fire ant has one little short life, but he uses it for God to do what he's supposed to do. The Bible says, observe the ant. Observe the ant. The Bible commands us to observe the ant. And you're going to learn Quit looking around at what everybody else is doing and do what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, how you're supposed to do it, with the gifts that you've been given to do it, and be happy that God has allowed you to be used for his kingdom. And then when you die, you have accomplished your purpose, and you can go on to heaven. Amen? Who will rise up for me? Father, help us tonight. A very simplistic message from the word, but as Bible as John three sixteen. Pray, God, that you'd help us to have a burden to do the right thing, to stand up against the propaganda, to stand up against the progressivism, to stand up against the communism, stand up against the, the socialism, to stand up against those things which would shut churches down everywhere, stop the word of God, make it illegal to pass tracks out, make it illegal to be a public witness. God in heaven, you've given us this open door, you really have, It's been paid for, ooh, it's been paid for by the blood of the soldiers of people gone before us. Help us not to take it lightly. Please don't take it from us. Please remember us. Help us to get a new vision of the responsibility we have for our society and the people around us. Spare us, Father, as one spares his only son. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand up together. Let's stand up together by the grace of God. I hope you're determined to do God's will in your life. I hope you're determined to find out what it is and do it. He'll show you. But I, you know, you young people may not know God's final will for you. No, of course you don't. But you know enough about the will of God to do and keep yourself busy right now, don't you? He wants you to read the Bible, right? He wants you to come to church, right? He wants you to witness for him, right? He wants you to help missions, right? You've got enough stuff to do without knowing any more than that. Just do what's before you to do by the grace of God, and then he'll give you more complicated things to do when you do what he wants you to do. Does that make sense? He will. Trust him for it. Maybe there's some things in your life that you need to get right on. Maybe there's some, maybe, there's, maybe you just need God's power for and, and courage. Some of you are going to College Hubler, going to, man, I'm, there's a bunch of wickedness down there at Gulf Coast University. Stand up for God, brother. Be a light. I saw you on TV the other day. I saw you on TV the other day. You never mentioned Gospel Baptist. <laughs> I was kind of hoping, saying, by the way, I go to Gospel Baptist Church just down the road there. Now, remember if they ever interviewed, to put that in there, would you? I looked down to TV and I said, that's Brother Hubler." You never know when the opportunity is going to come by. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285.